One day I was driving in a school zone and a lady walked in front of us and put a sign up, a lady in a green, in green jacket, and, and, and that sign was saying, stop. And I could look at her, she was not wearing any hat. That means she was not a police officer, just a simple lady working for the school, and we all stopped. All the cars on the street stopped because that lady stopped us. We understood that she was in charge. It didn't matter where you were coming from or where you were going. Late to the airport or work, you stop. Why? Because the person in charge has stopped us. She was in authority. We stopped regardless of our schedules. We just stopped. At that time and place, that lady was in command. She was responsible. She was in charge. Regardless of who you were, or where you were going, even if you were rushing. Why? She was in authority. She was in authority. A simple principle I want to bring to your attention today. God intended that life on earth will be run in order. Order is part of God's plan. Order is who God is. Order. God is an orderly God. He operates in order. The universe is stable. And life is possible on earth because everything is perfectly in order. His creation is in order. I was told and I read these things, I heard from scientists that the earth is perfectly positioned. The distance between the earth and the sun is perfect. Perfect. Just a tiny earth move closer to the, or further from the earth, or from, from, from the sun, can cause huge damage. If we just move a little bit closer or a little bit further from the sun, that can cause big damage. Why? Because God created everything to work perfectly in order. In order. In the same way, the reason why we have life on earth, life, the reason why we have life on earth is because everything else outside is perfectly in order. If things change out there, we die here. Everything functions in order. God established people on earth to function in order. Order is the prerequisite for progress. The army, the military needs order to win. For victory, they need order. Someone says, go, they go. Someone says, stop, they stop. Order. If you go when they didn't say it, you die. It's order. There is order in the army. Infrastructure requires order. Why do we all drive to the left? You can decide today to start driving to the right. If you want, after this service, just go and start driving to the right and things will go well with you. <laughs> no, don't. Please, don't. We need order in society. Left, everybody. And if you go to America, it's right. 
Everybody. Society needs order. Family needs order. We need order. Order and harmony are almost the same things. It's synonymous. We need order to have harmony. So in Ephesians, Paul begins by explaining to the reader what God has done for us. The grace, the blessings we receive from God. Then he continues to tell them what should be our response to God. He explains what we should do. We should praise. We should do everything to the praises of God. And he explains how our attitude should be toward what God has done. How we should respond to it. But he shifts the gear somewhere and he starts to explain how after we've received all the blessings from God, how we should start to behave toward one another. Not just our response to God, but also our response toward one another. Toward one another. Because God has blessed us, we have responsibility toward him. We also have responsibility toward others. And Paul continues to explain how that should look like. In chapter 5 and 6, he continues to teach us about orderly life. So he advocates for an orderly family and society. He's suggesting that if we are going to enjoy the blessings of God, we should build orderly structures in our community and family to sustain it. I will say that again. God's blessings are sustained by order. God blesses you, but you need to be organized there must be order to sustain the blessings of god otherwise they will leak out you will lose it again so he says in chapter 5 21 to 24 he starts to organize order in the household oh that's not fun at all Order is not fun. Order is challenging. I said the lady stopped us on the street regardless of our will. We just stopped. I did not want to stop. I wanted to go to work. But she she came with a sign. And I had to stop. And then I thought, who are you to ask me to stop? Oh. You're in charge, okay, I will. And then God says, that should be the case in our humble houses, in our homes. Okay, so let's read these things we don't want to hear. Let's go there, let's go there, let's go there. Wives, submit to your husband as to the Lord. Because the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives are to submit to their husband in everything. Where is the woman? Who is the woman in this room who feels, yeah, yes, yes, exactly. That's what I came here to hear. That's exactly what I was thinking about this morning. That's exactly what I dreamed about tonight. (laughs) why Paul 
will suggest to wife to submit themselves to their husband. And why not ask husband to submit their wives? Because this should be voluntarily. I want you to get this. He's talking to wives to submit themselves. It's not the husband to submit the wife. It should come from the heart of the wife to be submissive. It's not something you demand or force on someone. It's something the person, he's talking to Christian women. It should be a choice to submit. That's why, that's how you will enjoy the blessings of God. If you choose to submit. Not when someone oppresses you. Not someone forces you to submit. When yourself you choose to submit, then there will be order. That's where he starts his talk. The aim is not to get someone under the other. The voluntary act of submission is the way to bring order to the household. Someone has to lead. Someone has to lead. Someone has to say the last word. Someone has to be in charge. Someone needs to lead wherever two people come together to pursue a goal. In God's wisdom, leadership is given to the husband. What happened to equality? What happened to women's rights? What do we do with impossible, irresponsible men? Wherever there is a group of two or more people, there is a genuine need to establish authority. I believe that the most significant need for a man is to be respected. God designed marriage as a place where the most profound need for each member is met. By choosing to submit, the wife decides to meet the deepest need of their husband. Respect. Respect is our deepest need. To be respected. Being the head means that the final authority to make a decision is given to the husband. So that the house will run in orderly manner. We may not like it, but that's what the Bible says. The wife should choose to submit. Paul is reminding us that's what the Bible says. Hmm. Choose to submit. Don't wait until we push you to submission. Don't wait until we remind you. Do you remember what Pastor Mike said today? Please submit. Please. No, 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 no. They must not. You, there's no need to remind you. Remind yourself to submit if you want to enjoy the blessings of God. Then he did not end there. I thank God the story continues. Husband 25. Love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of water by the word. He did, he did this to present the church to himself in splendor, without spots or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives in their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. 
God's critical instruction to husband is to love their wives. The husband is to perform his role as the head of the family lovingly, lovingly. But the husband was not left alone to determine how to love their wife. Listen to this husband. It's not up to you to come up with the way to do it. I give you money. I work hard for you. That's not what we ask you to do. Who asked you to work hard? You are not the one to determine how to love your wife. Christ has determined how we should do it. Uh-huh. So don't brag I work hard. No, no. Let's look at what Jesus did before we brag. If you do it as Jesus did it, then you are doing it the right way. The husband should love like Christ loved the church. He did this to present the church to himself in splendor without spot. Spots stand for weaknesses. The husband's job is to cover the wife's imperfections in private and in public. Anything that may cause your wife shame is a spot that needs to be covered by you. Never criticize your wife in public. Never, 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 never let people to see your wife's weaknesses. It is your responsibility to cover up. Don't see that. Don't see that. Don't look there. She's perfect. Don't look there. No, 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 no. Don't see that. She's perfect. My wife is perfect. She's perfect. That's why I put this here. There is something behind there. No one knows what is written there. This keyboard is perfect. This is number one role of Christ. He covers our mistakes. Jesus covers our mistakes. When God wants to look at what is there, Jesus comes. (laughs) No, no. He is perfect. Mike is perfect. In the eyes of God, Jesus covers my mistakes. When I do the things and God is looking, hey, 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 what is happening there? Jesus said, he is perfect. Jesus covers our mistakes. Husband, cover your wife's weaknesses. Then he continues. He says, wrinkles. Wrinkles. Wrinkles stand for tiredness or loss of vigor. The husband's role is to hold the wife's hands for success. Your wife may be losing confidence or vigor in one area or the other. It's the husband's role to rebuild confidence in her. It's your role to tell her she can do it. It's your role to tell her how beautiful she is. It's your role to tell her how you believe in her, how she can do it. Even when you are irritated by her and someone, we are really irritated by them. I see you are still beautiful. You are. Mm. Understand that you are not doing this because you will be paid for it. You are doing these things because God asked you to do them. It's out of obedience to God so that we can maintain the blessings received from God that we do this. When you see something, your wife is losing something. She used to look this way, but she doesn't look that way again. She used to be able to do this, but the hair that was going this way is not going that direction. Celebrate that. You are still beautiful. You are still beautiful. 
holy and, blame, and blameless. The Bible says Jesus did. This stands for sinless. The husband is the spiritual leader of the house. The husband should lead the household to spiritual maturity. It is your role. It's not up to your husband, your wife, to remind you to pray. It's you to remind her to pray. And if we don't do it, we fail. As husband, we fail to lead. It's our responsibility to set the tone, to be examples for our children. I'm not standing here as the perfect man. I'm standing here as someone who is striving. I'm trying. I'm trying. And I'm inviting you to try. Husband should lead. We should lead. We should lead. Spiritually, we should lead. We should. May God help us. May God help us. I know it's a journey. Maybe you'll start today. We should swap this. When your wife is leading spiritually, your house is disorganized. There is unbalance in the order of God. Should she stop doing it? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying women should stop praying because, because your husband is not praying, so you should pray less. No. Continue to do what you are doing, but the, the ideal is that your husband will step up and lead spiritually. So men in our church, I'm, I'm inviting you to embrace your leadership spiritually as Christ did. And when we do these things, then we are leading our homes as Christ did. There will be order. There will be order. Men, rise up and lead spiritually. The commonly asked question is, what if my husband is not a follower of Jesus? What if the husband's ideas are ungodly? What if they're just bad ideas? Like... <laughs> Okay, I I have a piece of advice for you. When there is a conflict between what God is saying and what your husband is saying, that's the only time you have the right to say no. You say, God says this. The the word of God says this. I'm not following this because this is what the word of God says. What you're asking for is ungodly, is sinful. Any other time, we submit. Am I making sense? Only when there is conflict between the word of God and your husband, not when you, you say no. And you do it willingly. Willingly. Jesus put his need, our need before his need. If there is an argument, out of love the husband must be willing to give in to satisfy his wife. Willingly. As a loving leader, the husband can be the first to apologize. That's the meaning of leading. If there is a conflict, you, the husband, should be the first to say sorry. You're leading, isn't it? 
by example. Huh? Women are like, hmm. The first to approach their spouse to find a solution to an argument is the husband. Be the first to make the step to fix things. And the first to say, let's pray about this. Yes. That's leadership. It was given to us. You might be irritated like you don't like it. Jesus says you should be first to go and say, can we fix this? Can we fix this? May God help us as men to take our leadership. And and leadership is not just loading it over people. That was not God's intention. No, it was sacrificing so that we can lift them up as Jesus did. It's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. So we should lead. Men in the church, we should stand and lead. When there is an argument between the two of you, your wife wants Chinese food, you want a steak. Oh no, I want steak. No, no, I want Chinese. I want steak, I want Chinese. The husband would say, you, did you know that I love Chinese too? Let's just have Chinese tonight. Just giving. (laughs) Leadership. The intention of giving us leadership, God was not trying to get us to do things our way. He knew we can handle tension. Man, you can handle it. So please, when there is tension... Take it down. Please. Don't wait for your wife to apologize. I've said this. I've said this in this house. I've said this. I've said this. No. Sometimes as a leader, you give in. You lose a battle to win a war. What do you lose if you eat Chinese tonight and not a steak. Tell me what you're going to lose. Tell me after two months what is going to happen to you. Your leg is going to fall apart. What is going to happen? (laughs) What? So why leave the next two weeks angry and bitter because that day she didn't want to eat steak? And why did you bring this to me? I said in this house, I don't want this. Hey, 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 hey. the king is... uh, no, no, no. Husband, let's lead in humility and lovingly. Lovingly. Take it upon ourselves to lead our family somewhere. You are leading it toward Christ. You are leading toward peace. You are leading toward joy. If you know this may make us lose joy in the house, I'm not going to say it. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. You are leading your family. Leading your family. It's all on you. I'm not saying that women don't have a choice. They do. When we do it, we all play our roles. God blesses it. 
The next one. Children, obey your parents. 6, 1, 2, 3. Obey your parents in the Lord because this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life in the land. Paul is still talking about order. Order in the family, in the households. Order. I wonder why the Bible does not ask children to respect their parent. That's not the word used here. It's not children, respect your parent. Children, honor your parent. Do you know why? You need to look at the definition of these two words. In a simple way, respect is the external expression of honor, while honor is the internal attitude of respect. Respect is outside. I can respect you while my heart does not honor you. While honor is respect in the heart, it's inside. If I honor you inside, I will respect you on the outside. Because my heart is the one exalting you. My heart is elevating you. My heart is putting you up, is raising you up. Then on the outside, I will show it. Most children respect their parents. They don't honor them. They do on the outside. Yes, 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 yes. While in their heart, they are not there. God says, honor your parents. Do it from your heart. Listen from your heart. Not just with the attitude on the outside. Honor. Not respect. If children do this, the house will function in order. Just imagine this family where the father is leading in love. Where the the mother is submissive in love. Like she chooses to submit and the children choose to honor. Picture that family. How can't God bless that? That's the ideal family in the eyes eyes of God. That's what God is asking us to do. That was Paul telling them. That is where Paul is leading them. He's saying, children, honor your parent. Don't just show that you are listening. Don't just, no, 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 no. Don't, don't do it. In your heart, do you, do you elevate them? In your heart. The only command in the Ten Commandments, with a promise, is this one. If you obey your parent, if you honor your parent, you will live long. Huh. As I said, children should obey their parent in everything. The same way, if you do it, children, the only time you can say no to your parent is when they are asking you to do something ungodly. Against the word of God. Only. Any other time, yes, dad, yes, dad. Yes, mom, yes, mom. I think we will be patting in the houses if that was the case. Wash the dishes, yes, mom. Make up your bed, yes, mom. Oh, oh. 
heaven in the house. <laughs> this is the house God intended us to have. I'm going to pray for families that maybe one of the partners is not born again, is not following Jesus. I know that's a big tension to manage because they, they are not operating with the same principles or the same values. We need to pray for God's wisdom there. Paul did not recommend that we divorce because of this. No, he didn't. He said you should stay. That's, that's, that's exactly the recommendation of the, the, in the gospel. We shouldn't leave, but we pray for wisdom. Do your part. I've heard people saying, I will submit if they love. Ah, no. No. No, 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 no. This is what you do on your side. And let God deal with the other side. How about you doing your part for 10 years, then God brings them to, to reason, then you celebrate, you have won her, you have won him, because you are doing your part. Let's do our part, church, let's do our part. If you are a Christian, you are in a household, do your part. If you are a child, do your part. If you are a husband, do your part. If you are a wife, do your part, and let God deal with them. It, this is not an opportunity for us to go and point fingers to you are not doing your part. I'm giving you one week. One week. 